Brown Taste Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 315, Feb 3, 2020. 51 degrees was the high on this day in 1934 and 27 below in 1886. And there's the music. And there we go. There, there it, it comes. Here it comes. Right about right, it now. Yep. Right. There it is. Can I just do a dry opening because you don't no, have no, that? No, no, no. Let me try this. Here we go. And, and now, we go. from the mayor's <laughs> office, above the boathouse, on the no. east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Can we get the halftime show out of the way right away? Let's start with I'm that. I'm sure it's been uh, analyzed all day long on various mediums, and I'm sure it will continue to be. Uh, I only have one question. Uh, we're all aware of the halftime show. It was Shakira and J-Lo. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was, to me, it was merely a tribute to physical fitness. <laughs> they were, they're extraordinarily uh, in shape. Yes. Okay. Beyond that, would it be fair to have called that provocative? Boy, that, some people are. Would you call that provocative? No, no, not in the least. It's, it's nothing more than dancing with the stars or any of those other ridiculous shows that our wives watch. Provocative would, it would have to be more, Risque to be provocative. I thought it, it was, was about as. That, I thought it was risque. Oh, I did not. Oh, you did. Yeah, I don't care. By the way, yeah. I have no horse in the race. Okay. I, I really don't care because that's not my question. Yeah. Let's let's assume for the sake of the argument that it was risque. Okay. I think when you're going for the crotch, it's risque. Mm. Um. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm taking us off off topic. Maybe 20 years ago. Let, let's let's say for the sake of argument, it was risque. It, it was. The needle was headed that way. I will, I will agree was with that. Is that a fair way to say fair. it? The needle was headed that fair. way. Sure. All right. Not Kenny. If, my question is, well, now what? Now where do you go? How it's they unlikely own? they're going to bring uh, next year's halftime entertainment. is unlikely to be a classical pianist uh, accompanied <laughs> by a string orchestra. I would, I would virtually guarantee that. It sounds that. awful. Yeah. Okay. Where are we headed? More because the if, if the game they're playing now is to... Walk right up to the line, but not cross it. I want to know what's the line. That's my question. But what's the line? Don't you remember Janet Jackson's bosom? Right, which is paled in comparison to this. Paled. Really? Oh yeah. Well, it was a was naked a... bosom, nipple and all. But that was my Yeah, it yeah, was five second five. thing. This was this was. Uh, uh, stripper poles from start to finish, and again, no, fine with me. No, fine, fine, fine with me. Fine with me. Fine with me. But I want to know, where does it go? Cirque du Soleil. You yeah. know what that is? Yeah. Nothing but stripper poles right. all night long. Where Where does this go? It goes nowhere. No, they're going to have, but see, that's just <laughs> it. If, if you have to, if next year's act has to top this year's act for, for what? Uh, uh, theatrical uh, daredevilry. Where where you ain't going to bring on Bruce Springsteen anymore? God, I hope not. Yeah, no, but, that's what we're getting away from the old dumb duffers. Okay, then I just that was my uh, only did you question. See, I'd rather have the old dumb duffers. Yeah, did, did you see Gaga? Yeah, I don't remember the that performance was, that much. It was a lot of the same and yeah. even more theatrics and a lot of dangerous and, stuff. And she's a better singer. Oh, though. she came down from the roof, didn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And plus she can sing. <laughs> 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 
It's rap. What it's is that? It's rap music. Right. Lady, Lady, Lady Gaga can sing. Lady Gaga can sing. Well, it's the band. last night can't sing. <laughs> well, that's your that's your opinion, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a well-founded one, so keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and uh, there's a good chance that they weren't singing anything into those microphones. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to be done with the topic because I said I don't want to dwell on it. Well, you lost. I guess I have. Okay, good. Because the, the question I, I'm, you, you guys haven't been helpful in answering is, uh, where do you go next and what is the line that well, you're not going to cross? I don't think you push it. I don't think anybody's going to push it. No. You know, to the point of nudity or whatever. I, well, I that's, to me, that's what, be, what, what would be next. But I, that's not going to happen. Well, you realize that uh, those... They're wearing nude body suits, I, right? I'm really? Okay. I thought that was just... Well, you're acting like... Well, you, no, you, no, know you what? see, you're making no. the mistake that I'm finding that I'm being somehow... Prudishness has nothing to do with my, my curiosity. You Prudish your... has nothing to do with my curiosity. My curiosity lies in the one crucial question, where are you taking it next? You and your followers, your sycophants, remind me of Elvis, um, the parents of Elvis fans in the 50s because of those evil shaking hips. Well, I, just... I was enamored by Elvis as a kid, and my mom accommodated me and got Ed Sullivan on and said, have at it. You know. well, let me just chime in. If anybody else has any other types of questions about the halftime show... Uh, we have a resident expert, uh, Kenny Olson, who has, I, I think, watched it, it a, seven or eight times. A number of times. So yeah. I viewed it uh, <laughs> just for research purposes. I, I thought it was just a lot of dancing. I wasn't offended by it. But you're right. Uh, they will have to. That That's the name of the game is topping what somebody did last year. And I don't know where. I, I would draw the line. I think they would draw the line at New I'm Year. guessing you watch Dancing with the uh, Stars with your family. Yeah, it's a good family show. How how is that any different than than this stuff than what we saw last night? I would say that's pretty much the same. That maybe not as many crotch shots, but uh, you're getting that same type of high end dancing with less material. Well, well, I I will just uh, wrap it up by. Uh, Saying you're going to watch Dancing with the Stars to compare. By, by, no, I would never watch that. I, I would wrap it up by pointing out that uh, it was nothing more than a marvelous display of physical fitness. There was no, it was not tuneful. It was not musically. Melodic. It wasn't much fun. No, no not at all. The was, great thing about entertainment is it's all very subjective, mm -hmm. and uh, you hate it. I love it. Neither one of us are wrong. Neither one of us are right. I just thought it was boring. You're 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 continuing to misrepresent me. I never mentioned hate. I never mentioned prudishness. I'm applauding their. Uh, they've devoted their lives apparently to be in aerobic condition. <laughs> I had the stethoscope put to me. My they say I'm pushing good air around. I don't know why it sounds like that. It's an unsatisfiable. Cough is what it is. It really it's is. Not I, hear, I hear that's kind of though how the coronavirus starts. You, you seem to be pushing good air around. And... <laughs> <laughs> that's not good funny, one. John. That's, that's not funny. It's not. I thought it was pretty good. I, I have to mention this. It's, uh, I, I cut a lot of news out over the weekend. I, I think San, Saturday papers are an underrated treasure. Uh -huh. uh, I think, and I think, I think I'm think i enough of a, I'm paranoid enough to think they stick stuff in there because they think people won't read it. I think you're right. Yeah. A, a St. Paul man is accused of physically and sexually assaulting a woman he just met as the two sat in her vehicle, according to criminal charges. The woman told officers that a man who introduced himself as Chris Page 
were in her vehicle in the area of Ramsey Avenue and Johnson Parkway in St. Paul last May 30. At some point, the man grabbed the keys from her ignition and took her cell phone, according to a criminal complaint filed last week in Ramsey County District Court. Then he punched her in the face multiple times, causing her to lose consciousness. Wow. wow. Before forcing her into the back seat and raping her, according to the criminal complaint. Police later identified the man as President Pimpin Austin. President Pimpin Austin. President Pimpin, P-I-M-P-I-N, President Pimpin Austin, to which I would uh, submit, if that's your name, you should be in jail. Yeah. You're going to jail you're, if that's your name. You're going to end up there yeah, one way or another. Jail. So I, I would cut to the chase, and, and if your name is President Pimpin Austin, you come with me, sir. Yeah, right, we're, right we're here. We're going right here. Cuff you. When the woman came to, she went to her ex-boyfriend's home and took her to the hospital where she underwent a sexual assault examination. Uh, she was uh, had injuries to her face. Uh, police arrested Austin, 28, about a week later. He denied knowing the victim and asked for an attorney. He initially identified himself to officers as Chris Page. About a month later, the woman picked Austin out of a lineup as her attacker. A sample of his DNA also matched the DNA found on the woman, according to the complaint. Austin was charged via warrant with one count of first-degree criminal sexual conduct. No attorney was listed. Austin's criminal history includes first-degree criminal damage to property, malicious punishment of a child under the age of four, and domestic assault and violating a no-contact order. So while all the people in the salon got on the merry prankster Ken Kesey bus and went down to Iowa over the weekend to have fun with Amy, why was this guy not in jail? Why was he out? In my town, he's in jail. No, uh, in your town, he wasn't in jail. In your town, he's not in jail. Damn it. President Pimpin Austin. What was the charge of the uh, under four? Malicious. Malicious punishment of a child under four. Wow. I I hope his cellmates uh, become aware of that. How do you punish a child under four? They have no idea what they're doing. Well, you know the story last week I alluded to? Did I ever mention it? No, no. I know the story you're going to talk about, right? You gonna bring us? You gonna bring us down? The guy, yeah, you are. The guy raped his girlfriends. Oh God! Two four-year-olds and gave them each gonorrhea. Oh, now he's not going to make it in prison. No, no. no. And I'm I'm not advocating. Is he in fact in prison? Uh, He's he's not yet. Hopefully, he will be. Yeah. All bets are off, Kenny. Well. Yeah, yeah I mean, point. because you read, you see the criminal history of some of these people that are walking around. Mm-hmm. Like President. Quick. President um, Pimpin. President. Uh, the name of Ken Kesey's bus. Mary Prankster. No, that was the group. Oh, onward. Very forward. close. Forward. Getting closer. Shoot. We're going to move forward. Forward. Further. 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 Yes, further. Further, though, means in addition to. It should have been farther, because farther's you know, distance. You take this up with Ken Kesey. Yeah. I talked to him one time on the phone, yeah. and uh, cuckoo. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah. How could yeah. the same guy have written sometimes a great notion? Oh, my God, that's such a good book. Yeah. Such a good book. Yeah. Let's take a little break, boys. Okay. The end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe no, 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 that we're rejecting that one. You're gonna have to try again, Matthew. You're rejecting that one. Let's bring the music down. Turn your microphone on, Joe. <laughs> 
Yes, you had another note you would wish to add to the halftime show. We can't fall apart like this when Reavers isn't here. I I haven't fallen apart. We have to do better when Reavers isn't here. Watch your we, will you? Uh, Yeah, you got a mouse in your pocket? (laughs) (laughs) I found out something really interesting um, last night when uh, Shakira did this. Yeah. yeah, you know what that is? I have no idea. I do. I saw this. It's Go called uh, Zagruda, and it is called Trills of Joy. I'll trills. Be yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, is that like the Crusher? Is that how the Crusher would say Thrills? Yeah, it trills. Be trills. <laughs> Uh, it trills me. <laughs> it trills me when I go to the saloon. That's my fun note. <laughs> we are uh, forgiving uh, overdue library fines. Yep. We are initiating a new uh, a program, essentially financed with private money, apparently, uh, to forgive people with uh, broken taillights, turn signals, and headlights. Mm-hmm. We're actually giving them money. We're going to give them money yeah. to get that fixed. Yep. And then over the weekend, we learned that uh, we're going to decriminalize uh, not paying to ride light rail. <laughs> so it's becoming, uh, it, it's fulfilling what it was always intended to be, which is merely an entitlement program. Right. It has nothing to do with nothing to do with traffic, nothing to do with congestion, nothing to do with uh, moving people around. Uh, people caught riding uh, light rail without paying will no longer face criminal penalties under a plan Democratic legislators and the Met Council will push at the Capitol this year. Wait a minute now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So right now, if you're caught, you are fined. You face a fine. It's $180. It's a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Someone caught riding without a ticket now faces a $180 misdemeanor penalty, uh, but a tiny fraction of those are ever even prosecuted. Right. Uh, the bill would reduce that to a $25 petty misdemeanor fine that could be paid online and will never be paid online. So uh, they just made the... It's cheap insurance, like you say, to buy a ticket. Not anymore. And the clown well, shoe... Why, have to, why should you? Right. The clown shoe-wearing fool... Uh, that thought this up, Met Council Chairman Charlie Zell, calls that $180 fine. It's not just, it's not fair. Yep. And prosecutors have more important priorities. Well, apparently they don't because President Pimp and Austin wasn't in jail. Right. <laughs> Pimp and Austin. The plan comes uh, as robberies, assaults, and thefts have increased on Twin Cities light rail lines, including a fatal stabbing on the blue line in January. Transit ambassadors. This is also uh, being added. Oh, this is mm-hmm. a new deal. Uh, Melvin Carter has claimed that he's going to launch ambassadors onto the streets of St. Paul. At what cost? Uh, we have, well, no, we have we'll, no we'll get to yet. that down no. the road here. But uh, Transit ambassadors would address a trend of fewer people paying fares. But more importantly, they would create a safer and more welcoming atmosphere and deter people from criminal behavior in their presence, Zell said. What, then we need to know the nature of the ambassador. Are you hiring professional wrestlers? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just guys with a cool uh, uniform. That would free up police to uh, focus on more serious problems. Ambassadors are just one piece of the puzzle to improving riders' experience on light rail lines, said Zell, who recently took over as chairman of the Metropolitan Council. Metro Transit has already beefed up the police presence inside trains and buses to add and added a homeless action team. Uh, The agency is adding live surveillance cameras uh, inside the light rail cars and is looking to change Seats from fabric to plastic, and increase cleaning, and increase cleaning services. Wow! In in uh, see, they went into operation in twenty. The Green Line went into operation in June of twenty fourteen. So it's in six years, 
uh, you know, the, the upholstery's been ruined and the, skanky. Uh, it, they're yeah. they're just a foul foul uh, cars. And uh, now, uh, what oh. what the, the it's only the ideology of the salon that would say, I know what we need to do. Let's not punish anybody for not for not paying. Let's right. just let's maybe that'll clean up the act. I have no clue how it could. And he, here's uh, the next paragraph is where uh, Matthew's question gets addressed. Go ahead. Uh, Tabkey and Zell. Oh, said they did not yet have a number of how many transit ambassadors they want to add or a cost estimate for the program. So However, just... as more people pay to ride, that would generate additional dollars. What do you mean? I don't get that Wait either. I don't get that. Wait, no, what? Wait, me, Wait, in other words, I might pay if there's an ambassador or more? I... I don't Maybe. Really know yet. However, as more people pay to ride, that would generate additional dollars. <laughs> I know. Well, who's I know. Tab Key? Where did that come from? I don't know. Uh, who's this it's, Tab Key? It's the first time quoting. I've seen him. Uh, oh, oh, Brad from uh, a DFL, DFL Shakopee. Yeah, uh, Brad yeah. Tab Key right. uh, is saying, well, if more people pay to ride, that would generate additional dollars. I thought the whole point of this is that people aren't paying to ride. His bill gets, sets a goal of having 10% of transit riders inspected for fair compliance by 2024. 10%. 10%. 10%. <sighs> Unbelievable. So 90% run unchecked. Or, or, or where are my, we going here? My outrageous suggestion, 100%. Right. Yeah. Everybody pays. Shame on you. Everybody on you. pays. If that's the goal, how many are we checking for compliance now? 2%? I would say you're not zero, checking. Zero percent. I would say you're not checking. Zero percent. Yeah. I would say wow. you're not. And you can't blame the Metro Transit officers for that. They're too busy pulling knives out of people's backs mm-hmm. and de-arming people. Isn't this amazing? Like a sap, every time I've gotten on one of these contraptions, I bought a ticket. <laughs> I know. We're so dumb. I'm not going to buy a ticket anymore. Now you, you're right. You can, uh, 180 was a risk. 25 bucks? Eh. Willing to roll the dice, huh? I'd tear that up and throw it outside Boom, here you go. if that didn't constitute such littering. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so they went to a Republican, too, and all he cares about is crime, as as he should be. Uh, but they talked to Torkelson. The salon has a diminished view of the human capacity, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. The salon looks at a person and thinks they're worthless. Right. The salon, the salon looks at... The, the people beneath them, when they look out the stained glass window of the salon and they look at these people walking around, they think poorly of them. Oh, they can't pay their library fees. They can't fix their cars. They can't pay to ride light rail. We're going to have to alleviate all that for these morons. They're so stupid, they can't do anything. But look look at what they're forgiving. Uh, library fines are really not that much, right? A small, uh, instructive way to introduce discipline uh, easily into the life of a child. Right. That's all that is. This, here's the rules. You get this out. You return it on time. We got it. We got a deal. You you hang on to it for a month. You got to pay two dollars. You guys it. see the piece in last week's paper about the you know, what a great success that program has been. Yeah. Well, they were going out of their ways to pat each other on the backs and saying that. Library uh, attendance is up now. Mm-hmm. So many more people are using it. And they don't have to deal with the humiliation and scorn of owing money. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? So they still they still have fines in play? Uh, in the library? Yeah. and then you, But you can be forgiven if you are overdue. But they still are giving people fines if you bring in a book two weeks late. That I do not know. Huh. I don't remember. I mean, it just seems silly to do that because they're just going to forgive the fine. Say, uh, 
I hope you took advantage of my uh, reminder and uh, you got out to Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood. Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo and Fiat, uh, particularly those of you who are in the SUV market and you're competing in that Porsche Macan, Jag F-Pace, Audi Q5, Benz GLC and BMW X3 class. Will you please go look at the Alfa Romeo Stelvio? You're going to be knocked off your socks by the pricing. The quality, the technology, the panache, the best grill in the business, as Kenny says. Yeah. Absolutely the best grill in the business. Alfa Romeo 2019 clearance sales are, are, are taking place right now at Schmel's Countryside. Uh, 2020 VW Tiguan's are on the ground and ready for delivery. They're clearing out 2019 Fiat's with discounts up to five grand off on the 124 Spider. I uh, called my guys out there over the weekend and said I'll probably see you either this Thursday or Friday. Just for a little chat, maybe the mm-hmm. weather will be good enough to drive a 124. Uh, this is a family-owned operation. We're in the third generation. They don't own 15 other stores with giant uh, polar bears flying on flagpoles above the building. <laughs> this is this is their livelihood, and they're just uh, the return service is fantastic. The return clientele is fantastic. I mean, I have a laying on of hands there that goes back to Bud Souchere getting a VW Beetle in in 1960. I've I've purchased at least five cars from Schmelz. Mine is I, from Schmelz. I, I don't I don't intend to uh, I don't intend to stop anytime soon. It's uh, Schmelz VW. SchmelzFiat.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, Schmelz Countryside at the uh, southeast quadrant of of, uh, Highway 36 and Highway 61. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Here you go, John Height. Thank you, Joe. Another football season is over. The Kansas City Chiefs champions of the National Football League after a 31-20 win over the San Francisco 49ers last night in Miami. Uh, the president, uh, you probably saw this, took some ribbing on social media. Congratulations. I, I did note that. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulating the Chiefs and the great state of Kansas. That's yeah, close enough. They're right next to each other. Right right very, very, very close. Did he take the magic marker in a next... Uh, Kansas, did he put Kansas City in Kansas? <laughs> oh, it's right over here. I found it. This has got to be a, a real kind of a, a thorn in your side, Such, because you live over in this city of St. Paul. Whenever there's an event in St. Paul, national media always refers to it as mm-hmm. Minneapolis. Oh, I, know. I know. I've given up worrying about that one. <laughs> the Chiefs are, of course, based in Missouri, as we know. Now, I, I did. As we know. As I we did, know. Of course. I, of course. I didn't know I, that. I put a little song together for this. And Just I guess, for the president? Yeah, well, it's it's relating to all of this. Yeah. And I must admit, I borrowed part of the song. You can probably figure out from whom uh, once you hear it from Wilbert Harrison. So here's here's how it goes. Yeah. I'm going to Kansas City if I can figure out where it's at. <laughs> I'm going to Kansas City if I can figure out where it's at. Well, it's a good thing Air Force One has navigation sight. <laughs> You're standing on the corner of uh, hell, I don't know where. I'm gonna be standing on the corner, hell, I don't know where. But 
but my trial's almost over, so I really don't have no care. Wow. Woo! There you go. He'd go to Kansas City if he knew where it was at. Where it was at. Where it was at. That was almost too easy to write. I know. Who wrote that song? Wilbur Harrison. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Wilbur Harrison wrote it. He had the original hit with it. But a bunch of people have done it. There have been thousands of versions of that song, and a lot of good ones. A lot of people do it all different. The Beatles did a great version. Libby Titus did a great version. James Brown did a great version. Of course. I I kind of sound like God. Of course. FYI. No, he sounds like James Jackson. As we all know. And the Reverend Jackson. Well, many people have done it, including (laughs) Wilbur Harrison and the Beatles and the Cow Sills. And of course, (laughs) as we all know. With the Super Bowl on in the background, presidential candidate Amy Klobuchar urged a large crowd of supporters to go out and garner last minute support for Monday's Iowa caucuses. Uh, she told folks at a campaign stop in Johnston, Iowa, the Vikings aren't in the Super Bowl, but I've gotten over this. And this way, instead of focusing my energy on the Super Bowl, I'll be focusing my energy on the Super Bowl of the caucuses tomorrow night. Oh, that's clever. During her remarks, Klobuchar thanked her supporters who have worked to spread her message while she's been tied up with the impeachment trial of President Trump. At, in it, at the event, a number of supporters said they think Klobuchar is the candidate that could defeat Trump. Uh, come October, supporters also favored what they perceive as a more moderate approach to politics. So this uh, 03 case continues to, uh, I don't know, w- would we call it plague her, Such? Uh, uh, hound her. Yeah. Uh, and it was an AP investigation. Yeah. And my question is, who who turned the AP on to this? I, I think who, local activism. Who, uh, was it local activism yeah, so. or was it somebody in the or Democratic... Maybe it's Bernie's people. Yeah, it's I somebody in the Democratic yeah. Party. Not ever to be trusted. Because uh, I've read everything there is to read about it. All she did was her job. Yeah, yeah. A- and her job was just the first conviction. She was gone yeah. when he was convicted again. And everything that's come out was after the fact yes. that she was she had nothing yes. to do with, basically. But they continued to, listen to me, I sound like I'm frustrated and defending my candidate, when really I'm not. I just don't understand this and, and where it was sourced from. Anyway, I'll shut up. I got you. One man was hurt, another taken into custody after shooting in Spring Lake Park Sunday night. According to the Anoka County Sheriff's Office, police responded to the 8,000 block of Buchanan Street Northeast at about 7.15. Upon arriving, police learned the incident took place inside an apartment within a building there. Police said a 33-year-old man was hurt in the shooting. Detectives are working with a man to get more info. 36-year-old man taken into custody. Authorities said they think the victim and suspect knew each other. Iowa Senator Joni Ernst said Republicans would waste no time trying to impeach Joe Biden if he wins the White House. Ernst told Bloomberg... Really? Really? (laughs) She did, yeah. Ernst told Bloomberg News, I think the door of impeachable whatever has been opened, Joe Biden should be very careful what he's asking for, because, you know, we can have a situation where if it should ever be President Biden, that immediately people, right the day after he would be elected, would be saying, well, we're going to impeach him. This is going to happen for every candidate from now on, isn't it? Yep. President Trump putting the final touches on an election year State of the Union speech that figures to be high on drama. Is that tonight? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. It's Tuesday. Putting him face-to-face with Democratic adversaries who impeached him but have failed to drive him from office. He'll speak Tuesday night in the chamber of the U.S. House of Representatives, where in December, Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic majority in the House approved two articles of impeachment against Trump for pressuring Ukraine to investigate Democratic rival Biden. The big speech takes place one day 
after Democrats in Iowa choose who they want to face Trump in the Democratic presidential nominee in the November 3rd election and one day before the Republican-led Senate is expected to acquit him of impeachment charges. This is always a comedy to watch because he says something and half the audience gets up and applauds and hoots and hollers right. and then the other they, the other side just sits Sit there on their hands hands <laughs> under their armpits <laughs> including uh, Pelosi will be over his shoulder right mm-hmm. one of the best pictures those last year when she was yeah giving him the little yeah. clap and smile behind him it's very funny a gunman killed one passenger and wounded five others on a Greyhound bus traveling from Los Angeles to the San Francisco Bay Area early Monday morning. It happened about 1.20 in the morning as the bus was on the Grapevine section of Interstate 5, high in the mountains between L.A. and the San Joaquin Valley. The bus driver somehow managed to get the shooter off the bus and left him on the highway shoulder, where he was arrested without incident, according to Sergeant Brian Pennings. He had no immediate information for a motive. After leaving the gunman behind, the driver continued on to the next exit, pulled into the parking lot of a gas station. Penning said there were a significant number of people aboard the bus. Penning said we're grateful the bus driver acted quickly. Witnesses and the suspect are being interviewed. Officials did not immediately identify the suspect or the victims. One of five wounded people was flown to a hospital. So had you ever taken the bus long distance, even back in the early 70s? Nope. But if I did... <laughs> I, I didn't mean to go that way, but <laughs> no, I have never taken. It a is bus one anywhere. of the more more depressing yep. things you'll ever. Mm-hmm. Matthew, didn't you have? A, <laughs> didn't you have a buddy that would take the what is it called the super bus or whatever down to Chicago? Down to Chicago, mega bus, mega bus, mega bus for uh, as low as a dollar. Can you imagine? And, uh, Can he you said imagine? that was a real uh, crap show, real <laughs> crap show. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, he just he just bluntly said. Uh, he had to do it because of um, fiduciary um, yeah, yeah. limitations, yeah. and he got it. So he just he mocked it the whole way. Like it is a circus. There's a uh, line in a Harry Chapin song called "Greyhound," which is a fairly obvious line, but it's "Take the Greyhound. It's a dog of a way to get around." Yeah, it is. <laughs> which kind of sums up, I think, what everybody yeah. thinks about she taking said, the Harry. Bus. Keep the change. It's a, it's a tough one. ISIS is claiming responsibility for that knife attack in London over the weekend that left three people injured. 20-year-old Sudesh Aman strapped on a fake bomb and stabbed two people on a busy London street Sunday before he was shot and killed by police. Investigators say a third person suffered injuries believed to have been caused by broken glass when the officers opened fire. The reunited Guns N' Roses are coming back to Minneapolis this summer for another stadium concert, and this time uh, the sound should be better. The Welcome to the Jungle and Sweet Child of Mine hitmakers and their reborn lineup play Target Field July 24th while the Twins are on a week-long road trip. Tickets will go on sale February 7th at noon via Ticketmaster, but a large roster of pre-sale options begin this Wednesday, including GNR Fan Club, City Card, MLB, and official Platinum Plans. As always, tour promoter Live Nation did not release ticket prices for the show in the publicly funded venue to allow for its dynamic pricing policies. Not seen together for a quarter century while Axl Rose toured with replacement players, the singer, and his heyday-era bandmate Slash and Duff McKagan. Re- replacement players. That's clever on your replacement. part. Replacement. I didn't write it. Since but, Tommy but, was, you know. Yeah, I, I understand. Get it, it Tommy? Replacement? Yeah. 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 They uh, played uh, U.S. Bank Stadium (laughs) on their first reunion tour back in 2017. Uh, Basically, they haven't quit touring since then. Uh, The problem with that one, apparently, according to everybody who was there, the sound was awful. 
at U.S. Bank Stadium for that one three years ago. Uh, GNR is the second concert on the books for 2020 at Target Field, following the announcement of Green Day with Weezer and Fallout Boy at Target Field on August 11th. You can't go on the field itself, right? Yeah, they. Yeah, when I saw oh, McCartney do. there, yeah. they had people okay. on the field. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, the only show I saw them was uh, Target Center when they were all junkies. Guns N' Roses? Yeah, and they went on at like two in the how, morning. How late? That was just how late. Did yeah, it was really, really late. It Did was they, one, two in the morning. I would have demanded my money back. Oh, no, I was there for that reason oh, and that okay. reason alone because I knew what a bleep show it was and I wanted to witness it firsthand. Do they get and along? I wasn't disappointed. Or do they? Did they have a breakup, and that's why they? Well, I think Axel was tough to get along with all the time. He's just one of those kind of guys. Okay, but psycho. they apparently they've gotten along. They're since amicable. Twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So what about uh, Izzy Stradlin? I think Izzy's still. I think they're he's, still fighting with Izzy. Yeah, I don't think Izzy. He's a Michigan guy, wasn't he? I'm not sure. I think so. He went home to Michigan. He was playing with somebody. Izzy was somebody we all know, but I can't remember who. So, so it doesn't do you much good to tell you that. Uh, tradesmen, you know, guys. Wait, that, was it the band with Hagar and uh, the <sighs> bass player from Van Halen? No, Chicken gosh, Foot? No, no, no. That was Satriani. You're weighing me down here. Satriani. You're weighing me down. <laughs> Other guitarists. Get, move on. <laughs> yes, sir. God almighty. Tradesman. Izzy, bleep Izzy. Izzy was good. Yeah. <laughs> Tradesmen, you know, like builders, plumbers, yes, bricklayers, things like yeah, that. Guys, Blue guys, collar. guys that work on your house and stuff yes, for you. Yes, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to know about Izzy? Yeah, I, got I don't want it, Matt. No. I'm serious. I don't want anything. Uh, they are, according to a new... <laughs> Michigan? <laughs> a, new, uh, a new survey in Great Britain. They're sick and tired of being offered sex as payment. Really? Customers promising quick robs were the third biggest complaint among the builders, plumbers, electricians, etc., According to the survey, there were only two other things that annoyed them more. Late payment, remember this is Great Britain, not being offered a cup of tea. Mm. The findings also show that tradesmen hated being asked to do extra jobs, like uh, taking out the bins of garbage that they leave behind. A spokesman for the company that did it, Hammuch, said it may seem like a setup for a movie, but it happens. This isn't an adequate form of payment, and with many tradespeople happily married or in a relationship, it is inappropriate, Hmm. and pretty desperate behavior. If you can't afford to pay for the work with cash, then wait till you can. Along those lines, I read where uh, Harry and Meghan, now living in Canada, Uh uh, are using the the law enforcement officials assigned to them to go get them coffee and pull the car around. And and, uh, that's not good. No. That's not good. Yeah. Inappropriate. Yeah, they're not used to doing for themselves, huh? Right. This uh, issue of uh, offering sex for payment, I'm wondering if you've, uh, Such, if, if you got around to uh, writing John's kid, Dylan, a, a check for the bumper music, or are you going <laughs> to somehow work, try to work out a deal? I'm talk to Dylan about it. Work out a deal we'll on the side, maybe. We'll work out something. Side deal. Yeah. You know, lend him a hand, so oh, to speak. Kenny is just, you know. Isn't he? Isn't he? Is it just me or is Kenny just, you know? No, he's terrible. He Izzy really was born is. in Lafayette, Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Indiana. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Matthew. Yeah. The uh, coyote, as Kenny likes to say, that bit a six-year-old boy in Chicago's Lincoln Park neighborhood. Remember we talked about that? Yes. Uh, the coyote is now recovering in Lake County at the Flint Creek Wildlife Rehab Facility Center run by Don Keller. Well, did it get hurt biting the kid? Oh, well, I'll tell, no, let me tell you what happened. Uh, she uh. recently reported on the organization's Facebook page that the coyote, now named Mercy, 
will be rehabbing at the facility after it was discovered it had been shot through the neck and still had a BB embedded in its chest. Wouldn't you... Why don't you just put it out of its put, misery? Why wouldn't you immediately destroy this yeah. animal after it bit a six-year-old So it was shot with a shotgun. No, Yeah, maybe. Maybe or a pellet gun. We cannot definitely... Uh, definitively, I'm sorry, determine the extent to which this recent injury may have contributed to the coyote's behavior at the time of the incident, but we suspect it was a contributing factor. It was extremely frightened upon admission to our facility. Although the coyote exhibited definite signs of stress and trauma, they said they have witnessed absolutely no aggressive behavior while in their care. Since the DNA test came back positive for the attack on the kid, their position is the coyote shall not be released back into the wild. We will instead be placing the coyote in a permanent educational setting with specifics yet to be determined. We hope you will respect and support their decision, they wrote on their Facebook page. Well, their heart's in the right place, but boy, are they wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I can get you a coyote. Yeah. yeah. Not hard to find. No. The United States will soon have its first self-driving buses that use public roads. Speaking of depressing. Oh, my God. City, oh, thank you. Cities like Jacksonville and Las Vegas already have self-driving shuttles in operation, but they use their own designated lanes. Later this year, self-driving buses will be operating in Gainesville, Florida, using the roads that everybody drives on. The buses fit 12 people and were designed by the European autonomous vehicle company Easy Mile. Two buses are currently being tested in Gainesville. The tests will continue into the summer. Once they're in operation, they'll each be covering four-mile areas of the town and will operate 24 hours a day. The buses can go up to 30 miles an hour, but will only travel at around 15 miles an hour due to safety concerns. Oh, boy. There will be someone oh ready to God. operate the vehicle at all times in case something so goes wrong. So you're going to be stuck behind these SOBs? 15 miles an 15 hour. 15 in a 30? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm already livid. What do they mean by they're going to ha- somebody will be possibly... They'll be have somebody sitting there just in case. So like well, a, a busy on reserve in the third exactly, row? Exactly, yes. Well, click the button off and... Oh, right. oh I'm outraged. Okay. Gainesville. Oh. Gainesville plans to have two buses operating at a time while one bus is charging. Oh my God! Well, we're gonna you gotta save the world, Johnny. A lot you gotta of, save a lot the, of things about that story. You gotta, you gotta save the earth. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> you uh, we're gonna move on to some disturbing news here. Okay. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. The political class lives on its own parallel rail of American life. It's just screaming at us to be aware of this. I don't know what we're supposed to do about it. This was in the Saturday Star Tribune, a front page story uh, that was written with glee and cheer because... uh, Amy's as close as uh, Iowa to us, our own Amy, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been sending uh, surrogates down. And uh, uh, But the extra support has become especially crucial in recent weeks as Klobuchar, Warren, and Sanders have been stuck in Washington for the impeachment trial of President Trump. No, that's their job. <laughs> but they get to do whatever they want because they don't have anything to do with the rest of us. So she's been leaning on... Uh, uh, her daughter, Abigail, U.S. Representative Angie Craig, Olympic gold medal curling coach Phil Drobnik, Walls, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan. Flanagan. They will follow St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter and Duluth Mayor Emily Larson, who courted voters on Friday on behalf of Klobuchar at a brick-walled coffee shop in Ames. 
uh, for all we know, or for all we've heard, from all we've heard, uh, Amy uh, Larson is a completely failed mayor of Duluth. She can't get the streets plowed. Right. But look at the sense of of their own worth and importance they assign to themselves. It's amazing. Uh, I, I'm yeah. supposed to. You're supposed to be the mayor of Duluth, lady. But you know, you just took Friday and went to Iowa. I, I, you probably drove. I have no idea. Uh, same with Melvin. You got a city that's falling apart all around you, everywhere. And you, you're in Iowa. Uh, you're not here, being the mayor of St. Paul. Uh, it just, it's, it, it's amazing. I wish I would not have seen this. It's, it's, <laughs> it's driving me crazy. Here's from today. Here's from today. Oh, it's same been, story. It's been every. It was. Uh, it was Saturday, Sunday, and today the same story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's today, and and again, it's not just. I'm not picking on Amy Klobuchar. It's it's true of all of them, and, and it's leading up to a pronouncement I'm going to make. Uh, today it's on the front page, uh, and it's the story of Amy really working hard all weekend to make up for the fact that she actually had to do her job. Uh, in the final scramble for votes, Klobuchar crisscrossed Iowa in a nine-seat chartered plane looking to make up for lost time after the Senate impeachment trial, took her off the trail. Quote, I did not think I would be spending the last two weeks in Washington, Klobuchar told supporters in Mason City on Sunday. I thought I would be here, maybe doing a redo of my 99-county tour. Wow. Already she has announced campaign events in New Hampshire, which holds its primary next week. I'm going to New Hampshire no matter what, she said in a TV interview from Des Moines. Wow. The Saturday sprint covered 600-plus miles of travel, the longest stretch, an 84-minute flight from Bettendorf to Sioux City. She started the day at 10.05 a.m., speaking to an overflow crowd of supporters at a bicycle shop in eastern Iowa, a short drive from the Quad Cities Airport, where she arrived from Washington the night before. Twelve hours later, just after 10 p.m. Saturday, she posed for pictures with supporters waiting in line uh, at some school. Uh, I'm asking you to double down on your work, she told the PAC room. You've got to make up for the fact that all I've been doing is my job. Where? <laughs> she's patting herself on the back for having been in Washington doing what she's supposed to be doing. And it's not just Amy. It's all of them. Right. Bernie, just a minute. Burn. Feel the burn. Well, you're... Yeah, I got it. Okay. Because I have some questions. Uh Uh, Bernie spent more on private jet travel than any of his opponents during the fourth uh, quarter of 2019, according to the Washington Free Beacon. A socialist who supports the radical new uh, Green New Deal climate change plan spent $1.2 million to fly on a private plane, likely to get him back and forth from Washington, D.C. and Iowa. Former Vice President Joe Biden spent the second most. Uh, He spent over a mil on private planes, Elizabeth Warren spent seven hundred and twenty grand. Bloomberg probably has his own plane. Uh, observers have taken a notice of how climate change alarmists like Sanders seemingly contradict themselves by flying private while warning of the potentially irreversible damage of CO two emissions. No, these are just hypocrites of uh, people. Uh, uh, this is the problem of presenting your purity above your practicality, Democratic strategist Chris Lippincott said, according to the New York Times. When we think about certain candidates who talk a lot about the environment, you're going to hold them to a different standard. Uh, I have to ask some questions of the Bernie supporters. Uh, well, they're not going to be listening, but go ahead. I know, right? but maybe somebody Pretend. could ask them for me. What is it you want him to do for you? Because he's been in Washington since 1991. He hasn't done anything for you. <laughs> why, why is now different? 
What what are you seeing that's different? I, I looked up the uh, records of what 2020 Democratic candidates have done in Congress. Oh, this should be good. Well, <laughs> uh, among the presidential candidates, Amy Klobuchar has been the top sponsor of past bills, according to Gov Government Track. Klobuchar has successfully pushed bills on everything from women's entrepreneurship to water and wildlife restoration acts to drug disposal measures. Ranking the candidates by enacted legislation isn't an apples-to-apples comparison. Some candidates have been in Congress much longer than others, and some bills require uh, more work to get passed. Two of the seven, two of the seven successful bills Sanders has sponsored since 1991 were to rename post offices, and the third was a declaration of a Vermont bicentennial day. (laughs) So all you young people who who huh. you find something appealing about this man because you expect him to do something, A, what is it you expect him to do, and B, why hasn't he already done it? He was in the Senate, I'm sorry, he's in the House from 91 to 2007, and he's been in the Senate from 2007 till now, getting his 174 grand a year, flying around on private planes, telling you that he's going to revolutionize your life. How? He's he's had, what's 91 from 2020? 19, right? 19, 20 years? No. Well, let's call it 20 years. 2000, oh, okay. oh, no, 30 years. 30, 29 years. Sorry. 29 My years. My bad math. 29, yep. 29 years. He hasn't done a damn thing so in 29 wait, years. Wait, wait a minute. In his... Okay, in his total 29 years, he's only had seven of his bills right, right. go through. No, he's been it, terribly ineffective. Is, is that is that average for everybody? No, no, God, no. It seems no. terribly low. No, it, uh, it's not the worst of it yet either. Sanders has the worst track record among candidates for missed votes. He's missed 6.4% of all votes from January 20, uh, 2007 to Feb of 2019, well above the Senate lifetime median of 1.3%. That appears to be due mostly to a jump in misvotes when he was campaigning for the Democratic nomination for president in 2015 and 2016, not in Washington doing his job. And you people are buying his BS. He's never done a damn thing for you. What makes you think now he will? Well, you need to get down to Iowa and, and start. Uh, yeah. Uh where is Klobuchar? She's missed votes 0.9% of the time. I did learn something about uh, Senator Sanders over the weekend, that uh, in the uh, 1980s when they had the hostage crisis, mm-hmm. yeah. he sided with the uh, Ayatollah. Yeah. Are you bl- <laughs> oh, oh, no, Carter's war, uh, Carter's war drive against the Iranian people is, is what he said. Wow. He, he did not back... He backed the uh, the Iranians and uh, the Ayatollah Khomeini. So besides being uh, dumb, he's he's evil. He evil. he is he's evil. Dead last among candidates in co-sponsored bills during the 115th Congress, 316 co-sponsored bills compared to uh, you know six seven hundred for Klobuchar. Uh, laws enacted uh, during the uh, 115th Congress. Bernie's last zero. Jeez. Uh, uh, that, you can all research this for yourself if you want. And this is when he's supposedly working. What, what's he, your source, Suj? This is from uh, the government track and a site called Quartz. Did but you, you guys, could just Google Bernie Sanders' voting record, and I 
went through quite a bit of piece of pieces about it. Did you see the story last week? I had it in my news, but we didn't get to it, uh, that he is having his staff draw up a list of executive actions yes, that he uh, can do immediately. Yeah. And oh, did you boy. see what they were? No. They were all, one was to uh, declare a climate change of uh, national emergency. Well, well, except, except when Bernie's flying. Except right. when Bernie's flying. Uh, yep. uh, also to uh, legalize marijuana immediately. Okay. Uh, allow U.S. to import cheaper prescription drugs. Uh, those were the main three, but there were a list of a dozen that uh, he was thinking about. My point being that uh, if you're blindly following Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. you you really must believe that he's going to come to your door and hand you an envelope of cash. Uh, a, he's not going to. Uh, and B, if you believe so strongly in a guy like Bernie, would you please point to me some example of what he's accomplished? Right. <laughs> would you give me some example of his competency? Would you give me some example of his concern? Efficiency. These, here's the, here's the deal. I don't care if you're a conservative thinking GLer or you're a progressive thinking liberal. We are all being had. We are all being had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're being had by a political class that has invented this extraordinary life for themselves. And the other th- word I'm going to start to listen for, I never, ever want to hear a politician say, I'm making a sacrifice to oh. go to Washington. <laughs> no, no, you, no, you're not. You, you, are, you are prepared to be coddled if you go to Washington. We are all being had. It doesn't make any difference uh, if it's a Republican candidate not working or a Democratic candidate not working. And by not working, I mean being in Washington doing what they're supposed to do. We're all being taken to the cleaners here. And we're going to continue to be. Those of us in the main rail of American life, you know, pay our taxes, follow the rules, uh, go to work, raise children, send them to school, uh, go to church more often than not, I would imagine. And and we we are propping up, we are supporting these 406 people in Washington who have a lifestyle that is nowhere near yeah. what you face on a daily basis. Not at all. Nowhere near it. And it doesn't you matter. Do they need to consult a traffic reporter in the morning to see if they can get to work? Oh, hell no. No. Uh, and it doesn't matter who's in office or which party no, is we're in all office. Being taken. We're all being treated this way. We're all being yeah. taken. Yeah. We're all being had by a, a and they don't even understand the irony of their own comments. Uh, Amy, I did not think I would be spending the last two weeks in Washington. Okay, that's the, this is what my question is about, and I want to borrow your brain, John, and yours too. Um, who uh, is? I'm here today too. Uh, you, You're just, all right. you just, uh, you just, uh, whatever you're doing, <laughs> keep doing it. I'm taking notes. Why was the start of the Senate trial delayed? On whose shoulders can we lay that? Is that Pelosi? Yes, Pelosi. Yeah. Yes, and she's playing for that team. I think that Pelosi. If I'm reading the tea leaves right, you correct me. I think she wanted to delay it to to throw. Warren and Sanders off the path. Mm. I think she's trying to wow, preserve. You're going novel. No, I think what she's trying to preserve is what she fancies to be a conventional Democratic Party, mm. and she thinks it's gotten away from them, oh. way too far left. Okay, so that is fascinating mm-hmm. to me because when the trial started in the House, 
there was talk, and I think it was just uh, generated uh, by the media, newspapers, etc., that it would be in the Republicans' best interest for the Senate trial to be delayed so it could interfere with the caucusing in Iowa. And then that, in fact, happened, but it was Nancy's Pelosi fault. Pelosi didn't do this to, to benefit Republicans. I, no. I wouldn't think so. No, no, I wouldn't no. think so. No. Oh, that's so a fascinating... My interpretation is she did this trying to gain, regain control. <laughs> Some of the moderate liberals yes. that, that do not buy into yeah, I don't think it would break Pelosi's heart to see Amy win the Iowa caucus. Oh, that's a fascinating take, Suge. But I think it would break her heart to see Sanders or Warren. Yeah. Because that upsets everything as everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, interesting. But uh, we're... We're all being taken, uh, and no matter who wins the Democratic presidential nomination, they will have spent two years, if not more, flying around in private planes, Mm -hmm. running for the office, and one of the first things they're going to tell you, no matter who gets elected as a Democrat, uh, is we must enact uh, emergency climate change Operations. Yeah. Uh, and I'm here to tax you because that's going to that's going to change nature, and and but there you, you will we will be governed by by such hypocrisy uh, that we've never seen anything like it. And I'm saying from both sides, mm-hmm. we are being taken to the cleaners by both sides. The political class is created an entity that we can't penetrate. We don't a we don't want to, and b uh, they've they've created this Alice in Wonderland existence where normal functioning rules and regulations do not apply to them. Whether it's your obligation to fulfill your work right. needs or, or or what have you, do you foresee an implosion at some point? How how could this implode on on them? Or do you just see it because it would take some. Somebody, some GLer, a forty-five-year-old GLer, to become president and say, "I can't believe that you people get away with what you get away with." Mm-hmm. Now, you know, is Trump doing that to a certain now, extent? I was going to say, you know, if if President Trump had some S- some civility and didn't have some other issues where he didn't really understand how things work, like and where Kansas doing, City is. <laughs> no, I, I don't care about that to be truthful. <laughs> Except it gave me a good song. But <laughs> to uh, if he get rid of some of that and yep. just have that. Yep. He'd be what you'd be looking for to yes, try, and, try yes. and break through that. Yes. Rattle the cage. Okay, yeah. right. now I'm going to have to. He's totally unimpressed with the political class. Yeah, as he yeah. should be. And I think that spoke to a lot of Americans, especially the Americans who live, how do you put it, furthest away. Farthest, far, farthest away. The, from, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. But who he spoke to. Are were the, the people long way from the country's right, tallest buildings. right. Um, and what you're talking about, I think, has uh, raised a lot of indifference and, and, and among Americans and voters. And that's why I really want you to read this editorial that ran in yesterday's Star Tribune by a guy named Ron Way, who's chastising us for our patriotism. And, and he thinks that we need to be uh, standing up and saluting, from what I read, all portions of government. And he goes on and on and on talking about how wonderful government is. Well, now I have to read it. Well, you can read it tomorrow. It's a long (laughs) and complicated piece, but I I think I'd really love to hear your opinion on that. And ignore the stuff I've highlighted because I'm super confused by everything in there and I was just highlighting for my own reasons. Well, who is this guy? He lives in Edina. Yes, just some guy from Edina. Yeah. 
but it was an interesting piece, and his take was – it's like he doesn't see what you're seeing. What I'm seeing is that we are significantly – Are we going to take a break? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. I wasn't intending. No, let's just keep going. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks for that interlude. Yep. What was I saying? What I see. Why is the stinger being played? That's well, what you I've said saying. what I see. I see we're governed by a political class that's that's getting away with what they're getting away with, including this hypocrite. I don't care how many private... I, if I had that kind of money, the only way I'm going to travel is on a private right. jet. <laughs> but, but I'm not going to lecture you. On the Democratic side, who's going to change that? I don't see any Nobody. making it. I don't think anyone's going to change it on either side. Uh, on no. either side. No. no. So no. what are we supposed to well, do? That's, what my, that's why my question is, is there an implosion part? Is there a point where it peaks and right now the snowball is just getting bigger and bigger? That's as a good go question. Is there? I don't know, but you Bernie people, you've got to really, really get serious. You've got to ask yourself, who are you kidding? What... He's been in the House from 91 to 2007. He's been in the Senate from 2007 till now. He's uh, changed the name of a post office a couple of times, <laughs> and he got a bicentennial recognition for the state of, what is it? Where is he, Vermont or New Hampshire? Or One of those, Vermont. Yeah. Yeah. Vermont. He got a bicentennial day. If you think he's going to do something for you, what's he done for you in the last 30 years? Zero. Nothing. 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 What have any of them done for the average American? In the last 30 years. Well, on both sides. Both sides. Well, because it, if there is a hot button, it's a hot potato, and it might go through <laughs> this time, and then the next time somebody changes it back. So there's there's really no progress. And how, how desperately how desperately do you want not only to, to remain in this protected cocoon, but you want to be the boss of it, <laughs> yeah. that you would spend, think nothing of spending weekends traveling 600 miles around Iowa and hanging out no. at barbecue rib joints and pretending <laughs> that you're watching the Super Bowl. And all. What what the hell kind of human, disingenuous human being are you? And After again, all the I'm town not, meetings, yep, the pie and pie, coffee. Got a lot of pie. <laughs> I'm not talking just about Amy either. It's all of them. Mm -hmm. All of them. Pandering, hypocritical well, louts. What I'm hearing is we're doomed and nothing's going to change that's and what, it's only going to get worse. That's what you're hearing. Because no, no self-respecting GLer is going to throw himself into that or is up for that kind of fight. I mean, uh, you constantly say you go to these people. I do. I did, I've done it. I just did it again over the weekend. Who'd you talk? Don't name names. No. But who'd you talk to? 45-year-old guys who are married, have kids, and are employed and live in the city of St. Paul. And you say and have college degrees. And you say I say unless your kind mm -hmm. takes an interest and really wants to serve this city in order to save it, this city will not be saved. And they said, Nope. They don't even give it a half a second not thought. Not a half a second thought. Well they're smart. Well, I guess, but that would require sacrifice. That would require yes. sacrifice on the part of some 45-year-old guys coaching the kids in Little League and the, and the gals have dance class up at school and, and they're happily married and they got two cars and they don't think the world's ending uh, and their property taxes keep going up and up and up and up. The city will collapse around you unless you take an interest in but also, I, that's not their career. That's not what they want to go right, into, right, right. which is where the sacrifice so comes So there's, there's what's happened. We have turned politics over 
to people who have chosen it for their career. Mm -hmm. They bring nothing from the outside world to their experience. Nothing. And nobody's allowed to have courage in politics anymore either, because Mm -hmm. if you do, your party, Democrat or Republican, well, look what happened. Just as an example, I'm not saying it was good or bad either way, but to Mitt Romney over the weekend. Oh, my goodness. Because he wanted, you know, to call witnesses. They disinvited him to the CPAC, the conservative. Won't let him come there. And, you know, I'm sure that came from probably higher up. What you're seeing seeing is the desperation, the desperation to maintain their club, to maintain their way of life. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break, son. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Finally, a member of the failed academy faculty division who is pushing back. What do you got? Oh, I love this story. This is a failed academy story, but maybe not. A professor at St. John's College of Oxford University in England just taught some protesters an invaluable lesson about life. Uh, according to the school newspaper, Oxford students have been occupying St. John's College since last Wednesday in protest of the school's investments in fossil fuels. <laughs> Dozens of students have reportedly set up camp in the front quad with signs and banners vowing to remain until their demands are met. Of course. Amid the protesting, Professor Andrew Parker, also a manager of the school's financial affairs, received a letter from two students requesting a meeting to discuss their demands, including the school's divestment from fossil fuels. His speedy response was almost certainly not what they were expecting. Here's the story from the Times of London. Uh, according to the Times, one of the students, or he said, uh, two students at St. John's College wrote to uh, Andrew Parker, uh, the principal bursar uh, to discuss their demands, which in uh, which are that the college declares a climate emergency and immediately divest from fossil fuels. They say that the college, the richest in Oxford, has uh, eight million of its five hundred and fifty-one million endowment fund invested in BP and Shell. Professor Parker responded, "I am not able to arrange any divestment at short notice." He wrote, "But I can arrange for the gas central heating in college to be switched off with immediate effect." Please let me know if you support this proposal. (laughs) According to the Times, one of the students wrote back that he would pass on the request, but criticized Parker for not taking the matter seriously. You are right that I'm being provocative, but I am provoking some clear thinking, I hope, Parker said. It's all too easy to request others to do things that carry no personal cost to yourself. The question is whether you and others are prepared to make personal sacrifices to achieve the goals of environmental improvement that you seek. Uh, evidently, the student did pass on the request because the organizer of the protest, a graduate student fittingly named Fergus Green, heard and responded to Parker calling his suggestion borderline dangerous. This is an inappropriate and flippant response by the bursar to what we were hoping would be a, ma- a mature discussion, Green said. It's January, and it would be borderline dangerous to switch off the central heating. Of course it would. Well, but that's what you're asking, you moron. <laughs> yes, it would be borderline dangerous. In fact, that is precisely the point Parker intended to make yes. with his suggestion. Shutting off the gas heating would personally cost the student protesters their warmth. Hence his second response to the two students in which he says, the question is whether you and others are prepared to make personal sacrifices. Well, apparently they're not. 
The teenage face of the anti-fossil movement, Greta Thunberg, recently demanded real zero emissions starting now. Following her advice would be the equivalent of cutting off the gas that heats the campus in the middle of winter. It wouldn't be just borderline dangerous. It would almost certainly be catastrophic for millions of people. Despite this, I bet protest organizer Fergus Green thinks she's part of a mature discussion. Professor Parker's response focuses the mind on the fact that this isn't a game. There are significant costs to real people associated with eliminating fossil fuels. Uh, And Greta was just uh, announced as a candidate for the Nobel Peace Prize, which really... uh, Tells you everything you need to know about the Nobel Peace right. Prize. Greta's a Sweden, right? Or is that Norway? It's Sweden, isn't She's it? Speed. It's kind of cold there right now, isn't it? Is her house not heated? I wonder how that big old dump is heated, huh? Do you think it's LP or <laughs> Probably just flame, or rubbing some sticks together. You think but, she's got one of those crusty old fuel oil uh, furnaces? <laughs> but these kids had no argument. We don't want you to invest in fossil fuels. And the guy says, well, you know, I really can't make that happen overnight. But here's what I can do. Right. I can turn the damn thermostat down to zero. And we won't be using any right. gas right now. Well, well, wouldn't that be dangerous? <laughs> well, well, what is wrong with you people? Of course it would be dangerous. You'd freeze to death. They'd have to start burning the dean's furniture. Right. Chumps at Oxford. Laurel and Hardy. Oxford. The rest of us don't get that. Remember, I got it. Remember Obs- the squirting the Obscure. seltzer bottle yep. with a picture yes. of the D? Oh, yeah. Obscure Have reference lost on younger listeners. Oh. Top drawer <laughs> stuff. Let's come back with Johnny. You can do it. Truth, justice, and the suture. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. I'm a longtime GLer and a recent transplant from Duluth, Minnesota to Iowa City, Iowa. I made the run from Iowa City to Grunhofer's last weekend, and man, was that worth the trip. Yeah. Stocked up on many flavors of brats, meatloaf, rookie burger, meat sticks, and more. What a great place and friendly people. Love the podcast and haven't missed one yet. Keep up the great work. Pushing back in Iowa City. Bruce Sodal. Here, here. So they're making Thank a trip. You. They're very coming cool. up from Iowa. Thank you very they went much, to Grunhofer's in Hugo. Yeah, awesome. I bet many people did for Super Bowl weekend. It's yeah. right up the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, now featuring 14 different kinds of summer sausage, fresh pork belly and side pork, pre-made, oven-ready meatloaf, raw and smoked dog bones and pig ears for the bones, or for the dogs. you got to have something for the dog. And uh, oxtails, beef shanks, pork hocks, fresh and smoked, pork neck bones if you're making soup, and a new brat, beer cheese brat, pork beer cheese, cheese curds, bacon, green onion, cheddar cheese, all of it fantastic. These are uh, uh, Grunhofer's legions are growing by the day. They're coming now from out of state. They have been for quite some time. Uh, Spencer just had a beef brisket, bacon, and blue cheeseburger. You want more? You want more? Choice bone-in and boneless prime rib roast, double-smoked hams, choice tenderloins. Uh, if you want to call them ahead of time, maybe they can get something ready for you if mm-hmm. you're in a hurry. 651-426-2800. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Here's Johnny Heist. Just a second here. I just stumbled upon a, a Alyssa Algren tweet from 21 minutes ago. And I have uh, I've blocked a number of politicians on both sides of the aisle because I just don't want to see what they have to say on Twitter. So all I see is Alyssa's response, and it is, yep, we have. Google, my friend, Google. 
So I click on the tag, and it's Ilhan <laughs> Omar and her question on Twitter today. Have we ever had an impeached president deliver the State of the Union address while he is on trial in the Senate? Given the audience in the room will be both his prosecutors and jurors on said trial. And Alyssa so what a sweet answer. Yep, we have. Google, my friend. Yeah. Google. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, yeah. She's so good. Yeah. But she's really good. In news, McAllister College has named its 17th president. And its first female and Latinx president. Well, you're getting someplace now. Uh, have you guys ever used the word or heard the word Latinx? Nope. I, no. I, I Must be a female Latin person. I had to look it up. Well, it's the opposite. It's oh. a person of Latin American origin or descent, and it's used as a gender neutral or non, well, of course non-binary. Be. I think it should be. So we can't say Latina or Latino. That's correct. It's used instead of Latinx Latino or Latinx. Latinx. Hand me one of those Latinx. <laughs> Dr. Suzanne Rivera. I need a Latinx right yeah, now. Where's my Latinx? <laughs> Dr. Suzanne Rivera was announced as the college's next president. She'll begin her term this summer. She replaces Brian Rosenberg, who announced last spring he would leave the St. Paul Liberal Arts College in May 2020 after 17 years of service. Dr. Rivera currently serves as vice president for research and technology uh, technology management at Case Western Reserve University. Huh. The Highland Business Association shared to Facebook that they'll be canceling Highland Fest this year. According to the Post, the increase in costs, staffing, operational concerns, and, quote, alignment with mission were reasons for the cancellation. The Post read, we look forward to continuing our role of supporting and advocating for our member businesses and continuing to foster the relationship between businesses and residents in the Highland Park community. For more than 35 years, Highland Fest has grown from an art fair to a three-day event. It was Uh, fun. They had a good run, but they just... It seemed pretty difficult. It seemed like they had the odds stacked against them uh, for a while. What do you well, mean? Well, was a lot of these types of celebrations. Yeah, but, but I mean, it was a it was a fun uh, three day festival when it was at its prime. Does it have to be three days? Why can't it be a Saturday? I thought it was in its origins. I think it was one day. Yeah, in art fair, it's yeah. grown from an art fair. It said to a three day event, so yeah. it did start as just one day. Uh, politics now causing problems with friendships. Also, did they close Ford? Yes, yes. Oh, from dreadful. Fairview all the way down to... Oh, dreadful. Cancel it then. I'm not in favor of any street <laughs> closers being closed for anything. Well, it was neat when Ford was there because they would bring out... They'd have a car show. Well, Ford's been gone for a long time, so stop living in the past. Okay. Uh, the city of Minneapolis does that too. They call it open streets. And uh, I don't know, anywhere from four to six times a summer, they, they shut down a long-ass stretch of streets and put up bands and... Uh, you know, face painting and bouncy houses and all that That's crap. That's what this was. And, and it just, it, it enrages me and it completely delights my wife. She yeah. goes to every single one of them and loves them, even though it's <laughs> everything that she's against. Like she, the Dinah Art Fair or she, Uptown Art Fair? No, it, it's, it's, it's this is less? no arts. It's just we're closing the streets so we can experience what it's like to be without cars. Europe? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Former Second Lady Jill Biden said Monday she no longer considers her old friend, Lindsey Graham, a friend. Graham is the Republican chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, has sought investigations into her husband and stepson. 
President Trump's attempts to pressure Ukraine to investigate Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, his potential 2020 general election rival, are at the center of the impeachment trial. Uh, Jill Biden told CNN on New Day Monday that Graham's repeated attacks on her family have strained their relationship. She said Lindsey Graham, the senator from South Carolina, or excuse me, the question was Lindsey Graham, the senator from South Carolina, who I think you count as a friend, uh, she interjected, we did, yes. Well, you know, Lindsey, I don't know what happened to Lindsey, she said. We used to be great friends and friends with John McCain. I mean, we traveled together with the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. We had dinner all the time, you know, but now he's changed. Berman said, do you consider him a friend anymore? And she said, it's hard when you, I don't know, consider somebody a friend And they've said so many negative things about you. In November, Joe Biden told CNN he's embarrassed for Graham over his willingness to do Trump's bidding and investigate the former vice president's actions in Ukraine. Well, one is trying to kick another out of the club. A roving band of feral herpes-ridden monkeys. That does not sound good. Yeah, (laughs) roaming across North. Now that sounds like a street fair. (laughs) That's a band name. (laughs) Feral herpes-ridden monkeys. Thank you. (laughs) Is roaming across Northeast Florida. The STD-addled rhesus macaques had previously this is great. Oh my God. Who wrote this? I love this. Had previously been confined to Silver Spring State Park, but are now being spotted miles away in Jacksonville, St. John, St. Augustine, Wallaca, and Elkton, Florida, according to First Coast News. Even more worrying, over a quarter of the 300 of them carry herpes B, according to a 2018 Gross. survey. The monkeys were introduced to the area in the 1930s by a local cruise operator, Colonel Tui's Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah. What a jerk. There you go. He had no idea what he was doing, did he? He released 12 monkeys over a series of years onto a man-made island inside Silver Spring State Park. The monkeys swam to freedom, <laughs> reproduced at... I thought they didn't like water. <laughs> reproduced at alarming rates, and they're now wandering around residential areas. What's the, what's the prison in San Francisco Bay? Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Yeah. <laughs> makeshift makeshift Can you shoot rats. these things? Yeah, like pigs. University of Florida primate scientist Dr. Steve Johnson said the potential ramifications of this are dire. A big male... That's an extremely strong, potentially dangerous animal. Heck yes. I don't know. I don't know if I'd feel right shooting a monkey. Wouldn't bother me. <laughs> I see a monkey coming at me that's well, plump full well, of herpes. Wait, 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 I'm monkey. Yeah. Plump full of herpes. herpes. Right. Right. Well, full maybe herpes. this could be a new attraction. You're going down, monkey. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> maybe a guy needs to open up a park, shoot a monkey. Right. Shoot <laughs> a monkey day. What's, what's the description <laughs> in the first line? Shoot a... Uh, let's see. Shoot. An addled, uh, come and shoot a feral herpes <laughs> Monkey. Step right up. <laughs> 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 Three shots for a dollar. Three shots for a buck. <laughs> in 1984, the then Florida Game and Freshwater Fish Commission allowed licensed trappers to cull the monkey population by trapping and hunting. Over a thousand of the monkeys ended up in zoos or research facilities or were just killed. It was a program that proved deeply unpopular with the public. Yeah, I suppose. Since 2012, there's been no active management of the monkey population. That's why they keep growing. Greta Mealy, who works for the Dumond Conservancy for Primates and Tropical Forests in Miami, said that the monkeys are not a major threat to humans. She said they're not going to come up to us and interact to, uh, interact with, uh, with us. They would be more fearful. This Have is, you contacted Patrick? Uh, yes. Just, just right now. Yep, he's ready. This has got to fall under, what's the heading you put it? Man losing touch. Touch with nature. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's got to be under that heading. The chicken sandwich wars are far from over, and now a famous Dave's is joining in. 
Dave Anderson, founder of Famous Dave's, created a new version that debuts Monday today in 125 Famous Dave restaurants across the U.S. Uh, the Miami-based Popeyes started the Hype Fest in August about chicken sandwiches when it released a New Orleans-style chicken filet on a bun and aimed barbed messages at Chick-fil-A. That firm, based in Atlanta, has risen to become the number three fast food chain in the country after McDonald's and Starbucks. Uh, Popeye's new chicken quickly sold out, then incited a Twitter feud between Popeye's and Chick-fil-A. A famous Dave said their new sandwich will be good. This is their fourth different chicken sandwich, and I saw pictures of it. It looks just like a Chick-fil-A We sandwich. had some boneless chicken wings. Yeah. What is that? It's uh, just chicken, chicken nuggets. parts. They're nuggets. They're nuggets. nuggets. They have nothing to do with being a wing. Yeah, where did you get them from? B-dubs? Somebody brought them over. No, I think they're leftover parts. Yeah. It's parts the stuff that gets, together. gets scraped to the side of the table, oh, and some God. may fall on the floor. <laughs> yeah. That's disturbing. Well, gang, anybody get to frats over the weekend? Uh, I did go to frats, for real. Not I had alone. to get more uh, grit and ice melt, because I've got the hump. Then I want to, yep. it's melting, but I want it to melt fast, so I ran over to Frats. It was a nice day uh, yesterday. Oh, it was perfect. It was beautiful. Just really nice. It smelled like spring. Yeah. And now that we know that spring is going to come early, because Puck's yeah, they, uh, filled and the old groundhog some, didn't see a shadow. Didn't see a shadow. Yeah. Well, if you would like to listen to some other more entertaining Garage Logic podcasts, they're available to you on your phone app. Go to PodMN. Or on your computer, go to podmn.com to learn more about your favorite podcast, Fret Club, Table Talk, Garage Logic, etc. We'll be back next time with the Garage Logic podcast version. Ciao.